The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's In This League with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. On the radio. 30. I'm on right now. I don't believe you. You boys in line. He's not in there for two months. It doesn't mean he's not back in after a week. Sure. They're just saying yeah, yeah. they're not doing it right away. But it should be accounted. I was always a little bit lower, I felt, on Bueller. But I think some of the other people have made the adjustments. So live on the air. I will probably move Bueller to 40, maybe to 39 or 40. Like I'll probably move him down in that general area. I could even talk myself into saying, you know what? I can even worry about the Bueller return and him trying to get right in a six man rotation. I'd rather have Bailey over. That's a possibility. So let's call it somewhere between 38 and 45 is where he's legitimately going to go. What say you? This is what we don't like. These are pitchers that have like stuff, but it's not an active injury. They literally held him back from doing anything last year to keep him going. And they're kind of babying it for him to get right. So I don't know if it's as dramatic as it maybe feels, Box. It, this is funny for me, but I'm not going to plummet him because this is kind of, I don't know. Um, he just has so much potential. I'd probably put him behind like, you know, Verlander's old. There's a chance he misses time. Sales old. There's a chance that he misses some time. I'd probably put him below those guys since he's already for sure going to miss time. So like you said, 37, 38, somewhere in that range. I don't think I could dip him below 39 or 37 in a row. Yeah, Yeah, that's where I'd have him. Yeah, I mean, I just don't really want him on my teams. I'm not sure where the uh, I mean, I guess you could make the argument if Bueller if Bueller could be put in the same respect as Radon, Radon could have that similar return. But the problem was is Bueller's going in the high thirties. Like I, I don't, I don't think he was accounted enough for. I'll bet you after people in the next two weeks get some rank updates going, I'll bet you he'll be like closer to the forties. And now you're talking about the return like really being worth it. But you know, a Bueller that's limited into six man rotation in the high thirties. How much is going to go right for him to like give you a massive return to justify the risk? So that's an interesting one. All right, so we'll talk about the elephant in the room for my ranks then. Michael King. I, sirs, am the highest in the world on Michael King, apparently. I <laughs> was unaware of that. I didn't know. Some of it might come from my agreement with NFBC. You know, I can be kind of critical about the like NFBC versus blah, 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 and where the values change. But I, I'm a believer in Michael King as a reliever last year, 64 innings, uh, Boba against 283 was all right. 76 strikeouts and 64 innings, solid numbers there as a starter in 40 innings. By the way, he had a 3.08 ERA as a reliever in 40 innings, he had a 2.23 ERA with 51 strikeouts in 40 innings. Batting average is a little bit higher against, but the impact was less. And looking down here for the percentages, he had, where did that go? Let's see, home run to fly ball dropped. Ground ball rate as a starter dropped, which is something to kind of monitor overall. But he had a 10.63K per nine as a reliever, 11.3 as a starter, and lowered his walk rate by over a full run per nine as a starter. Those equate to some elite numbers. Now, will it translate is a bigger question. 
In the second half, the majority of his uh, starting pitcher run, he had a 2.7 ERA, 2.73 ERA to be exact. I think Michael King can be featured. Is going to press innings. I don't think he's going to have this big, massive um, uh, limit to his innings. Like I think a lot of people are kind of throwing out there. He is projected around 134 on the bat. I think if all healthy, he's going over. Uh, he's going over 150. He's got an almost 10K per nine with an under three walk per nine on the bat, a 3.81 ERA. I think everybody else is sleeping. He is actually the most shocking ECR fantasy pros ECR player to valuation in my personal little dumb brain that I saw because his ECR <laughs> was like 200. The consensus rankers, not even in the realm of possibility. I'll bet you he flies up my overall board as well compared to others, not just on the positional. Yeah, I mean, look, I I think this is a it's a good spot for he, him to be in. I'm higher on him. Once again, I think I my ranking may have got sucked into the orbit of your love of Michael King uh because you've been talking about him a lot, but I I think he's a decent buy right now and I was pretty surprised. That was one because like there are sometimes when I'm doing this sheet and I go, "Oh yeah, that's that's a Welsh guy. He's definitely going to be ranked here." And I saw you were high and I was like, I mean, I'm not shocked, but I'm a little surprised. I didn't think you were that high on him, but I also don't think there's not enough people that have ranked for us to go. I mean, honestly, Tim, uh, your boy, Tim uh, Kanak is the only one that has some insane rankings. That That's the, the only one so far that is way off script from everybody else. Ariel has a couple in there just because it's ATC and, you know, his projections don't like some guys. So sometimes he's high or low on players. But yeah, I was just... I was pretty surprised because you have talked about him, but it hasn't been like, you know, so glowingly. So yeah, that, well, it's just it, you were going to be highest in the world. It on him. it became glowing because I was like, oh, yeah, are we this low? Like we're this low? So that's where things started to also change, and it's becoming more of a of a glowing conversation because I, I think people are sleeping on Michael King, and um, yeah, I, I didn't know I was going to be the highest ranker, but apparently I do. So who else you got? Uh, for me, uh, give me Chris Sale. And I understand that there's a lot of people that are off of Chris Sale because the velo is down. And uh, I, s- I just saw a lot of people talking about how washed he was. But in the second half, his ERA was under four. His XFIP in the second half was... SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, in this league. Look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. Not me. Who would have thought? Not me. Who would have thought? Let's see. Three five is actually better in the first half. Three six three. Um, when his ERA was worse, his uh, opponent batting average dropped forty points in the second half. And he's going to Atlanta, where they're gonna stack up wins for him. 
I really like Chris Sale this year, and uh, he's cheap. So I'm just a little bit ahead of ECR, not the highest in the world, and actually uh, four spots off of that, surprisingly. Um, but yeah, I think Chris Sale is a decent buy, and I think he's going... I bet if we looked at his ADP, it's below like Barrios and King and definitely Bassett and Cease and all those guys. So he's going fairly low. He's a decent buy for me. I've always kind of been in on Chris Sale. Uh, I know he has hit the injury stuff recently that everyone has been afraid of for a decade. It finally happened, but it happened. It's over with. We're kind of past that now. Getting traded to Atlanta, I think, is huge for him as well. So I'm going to be all in on Chris Sale. I'm going to roster him a lot this year. There's good strikeouts. I mean, you don't you don't want like Radon and Bueller and Sale all together, but you can pick your shots. All three of those guys definitely could outperform. What do you think, if you were going to risk assess those three pitchers, how would you rank from most injury risk to least between Sale, the Radon, and who was the last one? I'm sorry. Bueller. Bueller. Uh, I would say the most risk is Bueller because he's going into the year with something, right? So I think he would be the most risky. I think Radon has to be too, and I think Sale is the least risky. Um, in terms of injury, I mean, I kind of feel like Sale is the most. Like I'm, not, I guess I'm not weighting it like the severity, but like Sale doesn't. Let me look at this. What is, what are Sales uh, like last five years innings pitched? Like uh, Radon, great. Was, was 5.2 in 2022, 42 the year before that, then 147 in 19. Uh, he didn't pitch in 2020 at all. And then uh, 158 in 2018. So he's broken down. I mean, he hit 200 innings in, you know, over the last 13, five 15, years, 16, 17, 18. The last five years, he has one season of over 105 innings. Yeah. Is what we're saying. Uh, and, but and Carlos Rodon, year, by the way, has had, it's not that much better. But right. he's had two seasons in the last five years of over 130. Uh, but he does have like the other three seasons account for just over 100 innings. So there, there's definitely a lost season in there. There's a lot of bad innings in there from Carlos Rodon as he breaks down. I think when Sale breaks down, it's just he's out and you have to replace him, which, you know, you can call that better or worse. I don't I don't know which way we, we fall on that. But it's like Carlos Rodon drags you through the mud before he goes on the IL too, I feel like. So I don't yeah, know. That's, that's I, actually a decent thing. Well, that, I mean, if you take, um, don't take that into consideration. If it's just risk management, my difference sure. here would be, because I think that can, that can help here. I would say sale is the most. Radon is two. I think Bueller is the safest because he's had a longer stretch in his recovery. He did have Tommy John before he got drafted. Uh, so maybe that makes him even more risky, but he's younger. So like, I guess. Going into the year, knowing something. So in terms of risk, that's why I had him last is because he's already there's already something yeah. right there. Well, it's nothing not, I don't think there is now. something. There's, I think it's I think it's still the babying process. I'm not sure that they're like, hey, this new thing flared up, blah, 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 blah. Well, yeah, but the, it's the babying oh, process because he was hurt, you know? Yeah. So I mean, was there another thing that I forget about? I don't um, think so. I think he's just behind in the process is what they said. Yeah, I think it's just. Yeah. So but that, but so then if you take and they're all weighted like close then you start taking the other factors like you mentioned. Good point. Radon kind of drags you through the mud before, and he might be the biggest uh, guy to drag you through the mud. Bueller has less opportunity in a six-man rotation, but maybe that helps with hell. It's just, it's all like interesting basis on all of those. And the uh, Bay being like anything goes wrong with Bueller, they're not going to let him go out there and put up bad innings. They're going to, you know, yank him right out of that rotation, put somebody else in it. Well, here, I will tell you this. There's a guy sandwiched between all of those players that has none of those worries. It's Merle Kelly. Merle Kelly is literally sandwiched within you six spots. You better be spots. knocking on wood, Welsh. That's a, we're knocking on wood here. Uh, be careful. But in the last three seasons, he's pitched 150 innings or more at least. He has had tw- averaging 12 and a half wins over the last two years. He popped to a career high K percentage this last year at almost nine and a half. The coaching over there, Dan Heron, all the crew. Uh, Barry Enright, by the way, is gone. Um, Varian Wright, former Diamondbacks prospect, pitching coach. He actually followed me some time ago, and then he immediately went and he's with the Angels now. And I was like, what the hell? I'm like, What's it I thought it was like maybe a Diamondback thing, and then he just left the Diamondbacks and, and was there. But Merle is one of those guys in all of that world and land of risk. He is always underrated. Two straight years of an under 3-4 ERA. XFIPs that are supportive of it. Expected ERA was a little bit higher this past year. 
but Merrill's he maybe he doesn't have some of this perceivable upside, but he is a quintessential piece that you put in I, your rotation. You get wins, offensive support, defensive support. He eats innings, decent strikeouts. Merrill is the best probably of all of these when we have that injured conversation of any of them. And he is sandwiched. He's not the lowest or highest of any of them. Bueller's the highest. I think he's two spots below Kelly and two spots above Radon. And he should maybe be the number one of all those guys. Yeah. And, you know, um, Bubba and I were talking about this. Yes, he is a guy in his mid 30s, right? He's 35 right now. Does he turn? No, I guess he just turned 35. So this is will be his 35 year old season. But he pitched in Korea for a couple of years. He was putting some innings on his arms uh, there. But uh, outside, you know, 2020, he had some stuff. He had some stuff this year, too, like with cramping yeah. and, and things like that at the end of the year. So some he, is a little, he is a little older, but um, I mean, just a, a, a steady Eddie when it comes to your rotation. And he doesn't do things to hurt you at all. So, yeah, I mean, um, decent strikeouts, a lot of innings, especially in points leagues. I think Merrill Kelly is worth a little bit more because, you know, he's a stalwart to get those those innings and he's not really as much of a risk as the the rest of these guys to break down. So, um, yeah, I'm all over Merrill Kelly. I was trying to look here. I wanted to do this. Uh, it's an interesting experiment. We'll we'll try on both of them. So on the bat X, I just didn't find him. And maybe that's a deficiency, but the, the or it had to be the bat. Oh, maybe that was what I screwed up here. But let's do this real quick. When you're looking at the auction calculator, dollar returns, none of the pitchers we talked about are inside the top 30 of dollar returns. So we come back down here. Oh, yeah, this is fascinating. So who are the three pitchers we talked about? It was Sale, Radon, and um, and Bueller. Bueller, that's it. Sale is projected on ATC to have an $11 return, 34 at SP. Radon? $8 $8 return, SP 37. I mean, this is kind of a kick to my argument here. Merrill Kelly, only a dollar and a half return. They have him, and that's at 59. There is no sign of Bueller. So if you, oh no, there he is. Bueller's ahead of him as well. Bueller is 45th with a $6 return. I disagree for the safety of what it can do, the wins, the strikeout improvement, but you know, you got to do it for multiple years, especially from a strikeout perspective for I think some of the systems to fall in love so take that for what it is. But I say that with all of those concerns and the craziness, Merrill, Merle is a good guy to uh, take a peek at. You ready to go 30 to 21? Let's go. 30, I got Tanner Bybee, Carlos, uh, or Cole Reagans, or as Joe was saying, Roggins, uh, mm-hmm. at 29. Lazardo at 28. Joe Musgrove at 27. Bradish at 26. And then 25 to 21 is Eflin, Grayson, Yuri, Joe Ryan, and Aaron Nola. I, I got a question about Justin Steele, and I'm I'm a little. We gotta get your number. We didn't mode. get yours. We gotta get yours. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Thirty is Justin Steele. Then I got Joe Musgrove, Cole Reagans or Raggins, Bradish, Joe Ryan, uh, Grayson, Zach Eflin, Bobby Miller, Kodai Senga, and Max Freed, and out my thirty to twenty-one. So once again, back to Justin Steele. Um, I'm one spot below consensus. I don't think I've taken Justin Steele in a lot of my drafts. And I don't know, am I too low on him because I'm leery that he it's only been one year for Justin Steele and, and this success almost out of nowhere? Am, am I am I too low and too leery about what he did last year? Are are we are you comfortable drafting him, I guess? Because I don't know that we've talked about Justin Steele a lot. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. 
the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What is this? It's in this league. What? How can we be expected to teach Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh to learn how to read if they can't even fit inside the building? In this league. It has to be at least three times bigger than this. Really? Either. Of course, we have a lot of Cubs fans in our mocks that will take him before sure. we do. But um, your, just your overall thoughts about Justin Steele, because that's something I kind of struggled with when I was ranking. I'm like, the trustability just makes me a little queasy. That's yeah. I'm going to be careful about this, too. I may be with Justin Steele in about 10 days. I might be okay. actually hanging out with him so I can get some conversation. Well, then I'll, let's hear all of the good talk about yeah, Justin Yeah, we're going to talk really Nothing good. Nothing bad at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, here's what I would say. On the, cons- uh, the, the reality of him is like, do I think that he jumps back to being that Cy, early Cy Young type of guy? And, and that's kind of where I struggle with it. There's, there's a pretty good control pitch mix of being able to maintain the zone, which I think plays up. It's actually kind of Bailey Oberish. I actually think when I look at Justin Steele, I feel like I can get 90% Justin Steele with Bailey Ober, like 15 SPs later or something like sure, that. Sure, sure. But there was, there was underperforming that was in Steele's game as well. Uh, his expected ERA was actually still good, but it was half of a run higher overall. No step up uh, from the K percentage while giving up a decent amount more hard contact than he had in previous years, guys also being able to lift the ball. All things, by the way, that could have long-term really helped him because Justin Steele is a two-pitch pitcher. But what I don't love, I'm not in love with two-pitch pitchers in general. I'm definitely not in love with softer tossing two-pitch pitchers. Christian Javier uh, was one of those prime examples who, he's not soft tossing. What what was his uh, velo average? It was like 95 well, Justin Seals' average fastball velocity was 91 points. Well, I know. That's where I'm yeah. I was getting to that. It's just, uh, Strider is the quintessential two-pitch pitcher, throws 91. He's incredible at every facet. He he breaks all the the preconceived notions you might have with a, with a two-pitch pitcher. And then last year, yeah, there you go. Christian Javier was kind of annoying to that. And I think literally I was talking about I worry about a pitcher that is also low velocity. I feel like you can get away with less unless you've got immense, immense control. And Javier did not. Nine walk uh, percentage in 2022, nine in 2023, it fell apart. And what happened? And, and he threw 93 in 2022, almost 94, down to 92.7, and his slider maintained velocity. So he lost velocity on the fastball, and he tried to make up for it with uh, with the slider. And I think... I mean, look here, the expected, yeah, I mean, it was a hundred points jump essentially on the actual batting average and around 80 points on the expected batting average. It was just hit up harder and he wasn't able to get away with a lot of that stuff. So I take that all back to the benefit of Justin Steele is he is a better command pitcher. He improved from an almost anybody. Yeah. yeah, He improved from 9.8 walk per nine down to five while maintaining a strikeout rate. And commands well, but he also is way more soft tossing. It's under 92. His velo dropped a little bit while his slider improved. He's a great pitcher. I just don't think we're going to get back into that high end. I just don't trust two pitch pitchers a whole bunch. I I might actually legit, if I do get to be around him, ask, is there any thought or talk of adding pitches? Or, you know, what makes throwing a fastball and slider that don't go over 92, throwing that, what is it? 96% 96% of the time. What makes that so effective? Instead, Like he dumped his sinker this past year. Right. He had a really good curveball. That, like why dump all of those things? What makes that effective? I'll find out. But that's my explanation. Underperforming, giving up a little bit more hard to hit, or at least underperforming 
uh, from an expected standpoint that might have some, you know, a little bit of regression coming. Yeah. And we saw, you know, Javier did not have a good year. Um, so we, we saw him drop after a pretty decent year as a two pitch pitcher. So it's just a couple concerns and the lack of a track record. This had me a little concerned about Justin Steele. So I'm glad we got to talk about it. Yeah. 29 ECR. You've got him at 30. I've got him at 31. So we're just like slightly, slightly yeah. down. One, uh, one guy that I'm up on Joe Musgrove. I've talked about it a lot. So apologies, but Joe Musgrove and also me trying not to be too nutty about like, Hey, you got all these guys that have these little injury things that could bounce back. But this is just another prime example of a player that I think benefits in value because of what was missed last year improved, had a new improved changeup that he threw more. That was effective. He had a three ERA with expected numbers that were almost three as well. Strikeouts were down a tiny bit, but he also had a, a second lowest walk rate of his career under two walks with almost nine K per nine. Those are exact numbers that you're looking for. He's now healthy as well. That's a huge portion of where I'm going with it. I think he is still being smacked for the weird injury stuff that he had. And he's, at least Schultz says, we have to take him for his word, that he has uh, no restrictions going into camp and he's going to be a full go. And that's exactly what you want. That's what you needed to hear with a guy like Musgrove if you're going to buy back in. And I think you're getting value on it. He actually improved his fastball, made it better, made it harder, threw it a little bit harder. Um, I believe the slider he made a bunch harder, but he dipped that down. So he went fastball, curveball, cutter this past year, which the curveball was the new addition while almost doubling his changeup usage, which had the best whiff rate. So I talk about a lot of those things. He's going to be in a primary spot for the Padres. I think he'll be healthy again. And that's a top 20 SP if healthy and good. And you can get him uh, perceivably outside the top 30 of SPs. Man, I love this range. I really do. Uh, th- this range is very, very good. I might have and two guys I'm- in this range big time. Yeah, and I'm low, like I'm low on some of these ranks. Like I'm low on Max Fried, who I feel like I like in Senga, who I feel like I like in Eflin specifically, is a guy that I feel like I've taken in a, a bunch of spots, and I'm actually lower on ECR than him because I can't get over the potential of some of the guys above them. But I think this range is really good. I will say one thing for you: you are lowest in the world. On Aaron Nola, worldwide yeah. bottom ranking among <laughs> SPs. I don't think overall, maybe overall too. I will maybe. check as you're talking about him, but tell the whole world why you hate Aaron Nola's guts. I, yeah, I just don't think he is that good anymore. Um, <laughs> what works against me is this weird ass every other year thing that he has going. I mean, it is almost through his entire career, at least since 2017, Three five ERA following year two three seven, next year three eight seven, following year three two eight. Next year it's the bad year four point six three follows it up with a three point two five. This past year four point four six. So I suppose historically that says that we are jumping back into the good year. Uh, By the I, way, I, you are uh, the undisputed champion of hating Aaron Nola, lowest oh. positional and lowest overall. So yeah, I just I don't. I don't think there's elite strikeouts that are going to be in there. There's a massive decrease, 29, 29 down to 25. Well, one thing is, in all of those this year, that next year, blah, 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 he never had that big. The closest increase difference was his 2020 to 2021, where it went from 33K down to 29. This is the next big dip, because it's always within a, like, a K percentage of each other, except that year. And then what happened? The next two years, it stayed in the 29. Now we had another big dip, almost 4K percentage. So this year, it could be 24, 25. Walks jumped up from the previous year. It was the highest over the last three years. I'm just not I'm just not sure that the stuff is that good anymore. Maybe I'm being critical. I will say this. There is a part of this in my mind that is more about the other guys in front of him. Like, I don't prioritize Nola when I see that Logan Webb is on the board, who Logan Aaron Nola is ECR higher than that. Logan Webb. I don't prioritize him over Freddie Peralta, who he is lower. I, or I'm sorry, not Freddie Peralta. Oh, yeah, Freddie Peralta also. But for Ember Valdez, who is three spots ECR lower, I have Valdez higher. And then even some, I have Bobby Miller higher. Yamamoto. You know, those, Blake Snell. I have Blake Snell higher. I prioritize some of the strikeout and some of the, the upside I get where I think Nola Nola's volatility in those ERAs being absolutely explosive and can't make up for it 
like a guy like Blake Snell does. That doesn't make me feel great. Uh, higher walk rate this year. I keep saying all the things. So one thing he has in his favor, dude pitches innings. I mean, he just consistently eats up innings and you have a great Phillies team in support. I just worry that we uh, we might be in the like the falling apart stage. And I and I don't know how dramatic it's going to keep going because he seems to like have a fall and then just kind of manage it for a little bit. He is, but. I'm look. I had uh, our boy Worky, who is a huge Phillies fan, in my DMs midway through the year, being depressed about Aaron Nola. Right, like I think we should trade him. Uh, you know, all, all of this stuff. Right, and then you know he gets on his horse and they get into the playoffs and they look good. But like you said, it's every other year. You just never know when the bottom is going to drop out on Aaron Nola, which I think is the reason why you and I both have a below uh, consensus here and you being the bottom of consensus. Yeah, I think he's he's volatile in a different way. We talk Every time we talk about the volatility. Bottom, the, yeah, the bottom isn't as bad, right? You're, like, you're never going to fall off the planet. You're going to get good innings from him. It's just when is that going to happen? So for me, Nola higher in Roto, head-to-head, he can kill you. So I think I this is a guy that surprisingly I would like less than head to head. Yeah, just and like I said, I just I think um we volatility is to like injuries or to guys being sent down or guys that have really high walk rates, but he's just inconsistent. And just production, it, it, he is two right. years removed from I mean, it was 2022 was a pretty decent season when you look at it. He only had one month into let me yeah, in 2022, he had okay, two months. Nope, three months. <laughs> oh, I'll do it like this. <laughs> one month of an over four ERA. So this is a better way to do it. Only one month in 2022 did he have an ERA that was over four. In 2023, he had only one month that was under four. And, you know, maybe he bounces back like he does weirdly, but I just think the volatility is weird. The upside isn't quite there with some of the others. And I'm just a pass. I'm a big pass on Aaron Nola. You got any other guys you want to hit here? No, let's move up. Uh, all right, moving up, we got 20 to 11. You go. I got Jesus Lazardo at 20, Yuri Perez at 19, then Blake Snell, Logan Gilbert, Framber, Aaron Nola at 15, Freddie Peralta, Yamamoto at 13, Logan Webb at 12, and George Kirby at 11. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says... In this league. Hey, Farva, what's the name of that restaurant you like with all the mozzarella sticks? In this league. Bobby Miller for me at 20, followed by Freed, Webb. I got Senga at 17, Logan Gilbert at 16, Freddie Peralta at 15, Blake uh, Framber at 14, Blake Snell at 13, Yamamoto at 12, and Tariq Skubal at 11. So uh, why don't you kick us off with one? Well, I want to know what we're doing with Blake Snell because he still hasn't signed. There are no real rumors about where he's going to go, right? I think the most obvious thing to you and I that we talked about was the Angels. I mean, all, all the rumors that I have heard has been that he has turned down offers from like the Yankees. Yeah, there's the there, thing, yeah, right? there's three rumors. It was the Yankees offered him a deal, but he wanted more money, more years. Um, the Angels one has been floated out there because they have the money to do it. 
And then the other one has been the Mariners who could potentially trade, make a trade and sign him because he's local to there. I think he wants to play there. But and and by the way, I personally gut of gut because I've said it a lot. I think his potential desire and whatever like waving of the stake in front of him, the Mariners have done. I think some of the holdback has been about the Mariners finding a right partner and being and figuring out they can pull the trigger leading into spring training. I'll bet you in some way he's got a deal that he is comfortable with that he could do, but he's waiting to see if the Mariners will pull the trigger on being able to unload and make it make sense. I might be wrong. Might be none of the teams we've talked about. Yankees are out, it seems. So Angels and Mariners seem like the most likely to me. But but what you were saying is like, what do we do? I'm much higher than you on him. So I'm fine. I'm I think I know what I'm getting for him. Uh he absolutely massively overperformed his ERA last year, but it still was a two. If I got a three and a half ERA from Snell with his almost 12 K per nine, I'll figure a way to try to stomach the walks and hopefully I can, you know, fix my whip with a guy like, I mean, Snell and Kirby seems like an incredible combo to have Kirby relowers that, um, that walk percentage and Snell picks up the strikeouts, but he's going to pick up wins. Most likely he, he has ate up 180 innings, which is pretty great. Strikeouts are great. It's just a walk thing for me, unless he completely falls apart, but I feel like he's become a much better pitcher with the added changeup. So for me, I'm more aggressive. I'll take the strikeout. So it's pretty easy. You seem like you're on the fence. I am. And, you know, his Sierra of the guys from him up on my list, the only other one with uh, over four Sierra was burned, surprisingly. Um, everybody else is under that. But he did just come off that, you know, he, he came off a Cy Young year. But he walks so many. It hurts your whip. And I don't know where he's going to land right now. So for me, I just, I'm not as confident in him having these numbers. And obviously everyone knows these numbers aren't really repeatable. Right. Um, but I'm not really confident in him coming close to them again either. So I don't know. I, and you know, I know you say like, I'm way higher on him than you are, Bogman. I'm at ECR. I'm at right where yeah. his value is being, uh, at so I'm yeah. It probably been better for me to him. say. I probably been better to say like I'm higher than most on him. Sure, not just but, you. But but yeah. So I don't know. I'm just I feel very lukewarm on Blake Snell, and I'm probably not going to roster him because of that. I think there in every league there's going to be someone that likes him a little bit more, believes him a little bit more. So I don't hate him. Uh, I think what he did last year was amazing, and there's no way he shouldn't have won. He should have won the Cy Young. I mean, I don't. Gallon was great too, but the numbers were too good for Snell. So I I understand. Uh, but I don't know. I just, I'm not going to end up with him on a lot of my rosters. So he was the first guy I wanted to talk about. And, um, like we were talking about, you know, with, uh, did you say he should have won the Cy? Cause he did win the Cy Young. I said he did. Win. I said, I said, I, my thing was, I know we're homers and we wanted gallon to win, but he did win. So I said he deserved it. He should. Oh, have okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I was also in that camp. I'm like, Blake Snell's going to win this. So I don't know what right. we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Here. Yeah. So yeah. It, gallon, whatever it's it, Blake Snell, obviously. Um, but this is like, I think it's balancing volatility. Like I talked about, like you have Nola higher than Snell. I would rather take on the massive strikeouts and the improvements that Snell has made, knowing I have this big, glaring, dumbass walk. Come on, dog. It's the other at. year. It's the other year for. Uh, and that's fine. For but Nola, I, think, <laughs> I actually think those two are a perfect example of like the balance. You go and take Nola if you think the other year is going to work and he's going to get back to higher strikeout rates and maintaining his ERA with ground balls and stuff. If you think that's going to come back, great. Then you take him. I think the floor on Snell, it makes sense. And I know how to work with it. And I think what he can do in some of the elite areas, he's kind of like a Kyle Schwarber of pitchers where it's like, man, he could have some elite wins on the right team, some elite freaking strikeout numbers, blah, blah, blah. But then you have this massive hole with your walks where he's going to screw up your whip. As long as that's only, as long as you're not doing, you know, extra walk categories or something, (laughs) you have to just maintain that whip as much as you can. Um, Dodgers for me stand out. I'm, all on Yamamoto. Uh, I I did that in the DC. I think he's moved up a little bit since, <laughs> quite a bit since. Uh, ATC's got him as a nine and a half K per nine, two and a half walk per nine, three point seven ERA pitcher for the Dodgers in around one hundred and sixty eight. The bat has got him so much lower. Listen to these differences. I, you just heard the ATC. 
The bat says 130 innings, 137, which is 30 less innings, which, by the way, in the same amount of games, they're both projected the same amount of games, yet the bat says, oh, it'll be 30 less innings. Under 8K per nine and a four and a half ERA. What you love about Yamamoto is that um, that splitter going to just give people fits early on. He is a command pitcher, low walks on a Dodger team with all that support in the world. I'm all about Yamamoto. I'm not surprised I'm not the like one of the high. I'm actually at consensus. Someone has him at 8 SP. He's a target man. He's an absolute target. And Bobby Miller, as I've mentioned, stuff plus numbers through the roof, also had low walk rates. These are two guys in this range. Obviously, there's tons of guys. Love Logan Webb. I'm down with right. Senga. Like, my targets are probably like, you know, Scooble, Yamamoto. I'm down with Snell, Senga, Webb, Miller. So half of this list are definitely in my SP range. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like even though these aren't the top pitchers, these are kind of the expensive pitchers, right? Because I feel like you're taking them at a point where there's so many good hitters around where it's kind of tough because there is starting to be a difference in maybe it's just reliability because hitters are easier to predict than pitchers. So maybe that's all the difference is between, you know, the level of talent of the hitters going around those guys and the talent of the pitchers. So maybe it is all just volatility for the pitchers and them being less predictable. But I feel like these guys are all expensive. So that that's kind of you have to pick the guys that you like if you are going to pay up for them. And for me in this range, it's Logan Webb, because I think there is the least amount of risk in this guy out of pretty much everyone on this list. He had a great year last year. I mean, you have Kirby. Underlying- I just want to point out you got Kirby on your list. I'm way higher that that he's not the safety to Webb. Maybe that's yeah. not what you were getting at, but uh, well, look, I, I, I have them I'm next to each straws. other because I like them both. Yeah, right. So, uh, and am I low on Kirby or yeah, am you I don't like, at, you actually don't like Kirby. Kirby is eight ECR. You have him at 11. Okay. I mean, I feel so like, yeah, I, I feel like I'm fine on Kirby. Um, but yeah, no, I would still rather have class now and Scooble and gallon. So yeah, I guess I'll be low on Kirby. That's fine by me. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I just web, there's just nothing really to worry about that much with Webb. Uh, he doesn't walk a lot. Maybe the strikeout rate you don't like because he's not a strikeout killer like the rest of these guys are. But I'll take that ERA. I'll take that whip. I'll take the wins. Uh, I There's just no downside to Webb, in my opinion. The ballpark great, is great, too. What's the downside? He's got to play the Dodgers a bunch. That's it, right? So uh, I'm all over Logan Webb at cost. Yeah, and... You know, the the expensive argument to me is only probably more about like the people that didn't take starting pitchers and are now trying to get it. And that's where some of these guys can become more expensive. But you do like I'm probably not getting multiple of them. That's why, you know, in an ideal world, you're getting one of these top 10 guys and then you're getting one of these top two and then another one in the 11 to 20 range. Then you might need to take a break and then you're going to sit into that 30 range. So you're not over investing in starting pitcher. But, you know, for argument's sake, if that was like, you know, well, Kirby, Kirby, uh, how about mine? Kirby Yamamoto. And then you come back into the, cause what are we, we're skipping the 21 to 30 range. Then you come back and you get like two in this range where you get yeah. Justin Steele and, uh, and, and Merle. so you and I are talking about two different things. You are talking about, you've waited on pitcher. Now you have to pay for one cause you've got to get one. Right. Yeah. I'm talking about the hitters that are going around these guys in, in the same, you know, who is in this range because in ECR, Abrams is, you know, two spots below Kirby. Give me the hitter all day. Yeah, see, you know that's what I mean? That's where you and I, I guess are different because I'm going to take yeah. Kirby all day and twice on Sunday. Yeah, you can have him. I'll take CJ Abrams. So, you know, that that is what I'm talking about in terms of expensive. But it doesn't this year. I guess the point I'm trying to make is it doesn't matter where you're taking those pitchers. They feel expensive. Strider feels expensive in the first round. So does Cole. Right on the back end, either early second, late first, wherever he is, he feels too expensive because he's a pitcher. Right. I think you're getting into all that. And that's what I'm saying about Logan Webb. Logan Webb is a guy that feels like he definitely belongs in this range because there's not a lot of downside to him. So that that's just the point I was trying to make. So let's talk top 10 because we can get back onto that one pitcher Uh, at 10. I got glass now, followed by Castillo, Lopez, Gallon at seven. Kirby at six, Zach Wheeler at five, Gossman at four, followed by Burns, Cole, and Strider. Uh, for me, I've got Glassnow, Scooble, Gallon, Castillo at seven, Gossman at six, Pablo at five, 
Wheeler at four, Corbin at uh, Corbin Burns at three, Cole two, Strider one. I feel like this is funny. The two outliers, if you were to look at my list, you go, man, you love Kirby. The answer is yes. And what's going on? You're not following the hype with Pablo. The answer is not not true, but Pablo has been. Uh, I did a draft where Pablo went before Gallon, before Kirby, and before Wheeler. And when he's going five, for obvious reasons, good strikeout numbers, uh, ERA that should play even better. Like Pablo Lopez is elite. But what's funny is the guy I'm actually the furthest off from ECR is Luis Castillo because I ended up, you know, finding that middle ground of like, well, I still really like Gallon. You know, I got Gallon over Lopez because I think. He is an absolute eating uh, innings eater. The strikeouts are there. Everything we talk about before, and he is just an absolute monster. Pitches from behind will throw you off-speed stuff in early counts and can, can maintain it. He had a little bit of a wonky end of the season wearing down, which is a worry, but I, I'm a believer in him. But, like, I love Kirby, and as I've mentioned, I'm down to to take the risks. You know, like, I'll take Scooble. I'll take Glass now. Pablo's going at a really high cost. There's something with Kirby for me, one of the lowest walk rates, low ERA every year he pitches. It's under three. He got up to 190 innings. He did lower his strikeout rate, but it came with an immensely low walk rate. You're getting wins. He's an ace pitcher. He's also a maniac worker, intense about pitch adding, which his team has done. Logan Gilbert did. I think the main focus for him is going to be upticking those strikeouts and he is literally a strikeout or strikeout and a half addition away per nine from being the best pitcher in baseball with those low walk numbers and wins. So that's why like in this range, I like the safety a little bit more than the big shots. Gallon and Kirby to me are that Castillo is kind of that as well. So I hate to be dismissive of it. He's just getting a little bit older, but like gallon and Kirby Probably my two biggest targets across this. I will probably never have shares of Strider, Cole, Burns. Um, we'll see about the others. But those are my two guys that I, if I can get one of them and then I can pair them again with like the the Yamamoto or maybe I pair one with a strikeout guy. If you can get Kirby and Scooble or um, Gallon and Glass now, like those feel really good. So not trying to be dismissive to not have all the conversations about all the guys, but like Kirby and Gallon are, those are my two targets in the top. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And... Producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again. With Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. Bad Boys Up. We'll be talking about pitching all year long. You can also check it out over on Fantasy Pros. We're doing a bunch of that stuff. Follow me there. Uh, YouTube.com slash Fantasy Pros MLB. Go and uh, join all the fun stuff. Final up is uh, overall. Bogman hates it. It's the worst. It is kind of, <laughs> I will say, it is funkier to me than ever before. Um, but what's good about it is probably just talking about the range of strategy. I don't get too hyper-focused on the numbers. Um, 
and as the as you go on, the numbers don't matter more. That's kind of always been our big argument. So we'll we'll have that. And conversation. it's funny too. That'll be our shortest show of the week. Is the overall right? Oh, Fifteen like, minutes. We, we spent yeah. It's been a hundred. We spend an hour and a half on starting pitchers, but the overall, which is more players, will, will be a shorter show. That's more about strategy than anything. <laughs> it's so. totally not about just getting the episode out and being done. <laughs> Mm. Hour and a half, essentially, almost every episode. So that where are is, we in those projections, Welsh? Ooh, Ooh, you seven know and a half. I we probably going over here, aren't we? I just realized four hours with thirty. We're at six hours. We're a little over six hours. So if this episode mm. is under an hour, then it's not going to reach the reach the seven projections. And then guess what? Projections, bullcrap. Don't believe them ever. <laughs> They're never listening. Yeah, to yeah. The difference between the ATC and the bad X projections are way different. So, you know, uh, I think Bad X is conserved. They added us at five and a half. We've already gone over that. So. Oh, well, okay. Then Cardi's on it. So that's the play to go. <laughs> All right, there you go. That is it. Uh, go over to thisleague.com if you guys want to jump in on them bad boys. In thisleague.com for all the ranks, prospects, dynasty, group me rooms, hang out with us. Be involved in mocks. Mocks are coming back next week. That's where you can join those. And uh, we do have dudes that are setting up leagues all the time. Sometimes we have openings. I will say... That part of the world exists in the group me level or above LT level or above. So uh, I'm not trying to ostracize uh, anyone at the sergeant level, but the LTs, it's a it's a bigger community where people literally will just be like, hey, does anyone want to or interest? And they kind of go about that. So join up with like minded community. Hang out with us over on the Patreon. That's going to do it. Thank you guys so much for supporting us on Hell Week. Bogman Welsh, we out. Peace. See you. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.